Welcome to the 18th episode of Ponies, Puppies, Peonies, and Pick-Me-Ups. A podcast about a married couple learning how to live sustainably. We've kind of moved away from the idea that we'll have our homestead. Well... Live sustainably. How about we just try to balance our real jobs with <laughs> yeah, running the farm? Precisely. Keep everybody <laughs> happy and healthy. And we try to do this without... Uh, getting snarky with one another. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so our last episode was last month uh, in April, so we wanted to try to get to uh, every other week, but at least we're staying monthly. <laughs> but we got a lot to cover yeah. in, in the time. So... Um, we always follow the, the same topics. Maybe it will get shuffled a little bit today, but the horses, the ponies, puppies, the dogs, peonies, all the flowers, and flowers throughout the agriculture farm. and plants and such, and pick-me-ups, which has mainly been wine recently. Yeah, and I think we'll it's going to stick that. with wine. Yeah, um, we, we'll talk about that. Uh, we've got some more wine uh, vines coming uh, that we're going to be planting. And then we've got a lot of other peas, putty tats, the cats, the products. And the poultry. Yeah, poultry, all of our chickens. Yeah, so we try to stay with the peas. We try to stay positive, but we have a little uh, on our product today. We're going to talk a little bit about our Uh, flail. Yeah. (laughs) It hasn't been so great. And we actually mentioned this in one of our previous episodes as well. And I'm going to give this piece of machinery when we get there like two thumbs down. Anyways. So, um, horses, lots there, always lots there. Um, I think the last episode we were much more upbeat than we're going to be in this one about it. Focusing on Gigi. And we can still focus on Gigi, actually. Let me kick it off with some positivity because um, Gigi is doing really well. And Lisa, over at Nova Equestrian Center, is doing phenomenal with her. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, I have nothing but amazing things to say about the facility and about her training. I highly recommend her to anybody that's looking to have a positive, non-cowboy-type experience with their youngster. So... They're in Aldi. Oh, it means because sometimes people send their horses to a cowboy to like sack them out. Oh, I think. And they like they sack them out, and and that's fine. That works with some horses, but um, not always every horse receives that well. So I didn't want her to go for some tough love. I wanted her to get um, a different type of experience. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, lots of. If you have a problem horse, that's who you send your horse to. You send them to a cowboy to fix that problem. Yeah. Um, but she wasn't. She just had a little tweak that she needed a little bit of fix, and she she demonstrated she still has that tweak. But yeah. it was interesting to watch um, Lisa work her through. So we've. I speak. I have to say, speaking of cowboys, we started uh, Yellowstone after everybody told us we should watch it. First yeah. episode last night. <laughs> First scene was not pleasant. I know. I was like, this is why I don't watch TV. This is why I don't watch movies. This yeah, is why so. I don't watch TV shows. I don't want to watch a poor horse get shot in the head. I don't give a crap about the human. Who cares? It was in a car accident. It doesn't matter. It's it like shouldn't have happened. That's like every horse person's nightmare. Yeah, I know. Having their horse be trapped in a horse trailer. All right, we were trying to stay positive. Oh, my gosh. I, I took us down the wrong oh, path. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Anyways, so um, Gigi's doing great. Um, yeah. We did send her for training because she had some sassy moments. Lisa's great. Like, I give her tons of kudos on this one. We showed up unexpectedly on the day before Easter. Yeah. And 
just kind of popped in to say hi, give her some treats, and she happened to be on the grass side getting ready to ride her. And she says, oh, I was going to take her out to the outdoor ring for the first time. Brave soul. <laughs> in front of the owners, which is great. Uh, she took her out, and she was sassy. She was very, very sassy. Uh, Lisa amazingly rode and stuck through a little bronking session that ended in a pretty decent rear and then just got her going and didn't get after her. She just, I mean, she got her going forward, but she didn't, she wasn't rough. She didn't do any, and she just rode what she had. And I was super impressed by that. Super, super impressed by that. Um, yeah, and she was uh, extremely um, balanced on her even when she was getting uh, sassy. Yeah, and she was just, she was quiet. Yeah. She stayed quiet the whole time. So that was great. Um, since then, she's, um, Taking her over a couple little tiny baby cross rails. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She looked good on that. Yeah. And she's um, mastered flying lead changes left to right. Uh-huh. So that's like amazing progress in a month. For, uh, um, she's what? Four? Four now? She just turned four. Yeah. Yeah. So. Looking good. Um, super, super happy there. I'm hoping maybe I can negotiate a day to come out and sit on her and just hack her around maybe on one of the days that... Lisa isn't riding her, and then um, based on this current situation, I'm not sure if I can leave her there for another month or, no, or so because Reese is um, now draining my bank account quickly. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, but first, I want to mention that um, Lisa had invited us out to the Virginia Gold Cup, mm, yeah. which is a horse race, um, uh, been around for decades, century, I don't know, I don't know how many, how old it 90 is. 90 something but, years, I think. Uh, I would have to look at And big. went out there and... Um, it was it was fun to to be there and see the horses and see the people and but it was just pouring down that day. Yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. Fun to go out. Um, it was <laughs> good to reacclimate ourselves yeah. to society. Um, so Risa. Ah, uh, the Risa. <sighs> so Risa um, had her feet done and then two days later was. Like her feet done being getting shoes. shoes. Yeah. yeah. And then um, two days later, she came up incredibly lame, neurological. Uh, it was it was pretty clear she was neurological. Yeah, she couldn't figure out really where her legs her were. Legs were. She was just like plodding along. Um, Definitely, you could tell that she was off. Yeah. So I had Kevin Walker. I videotaped her, um, and then text poor Sally Hyman, Doctor Hyman, who. It's pretty much my lifeline at these these days. Um, and said, hey, I'm not a vet, but I'm pretty sure Reese is neurological. And she, are you working today or should I call the office? And she said, interestingly enough, heading to another neurological horse at 10, uh, does 11 o'clock work for you? Which, of course, it works for me. Anything will work for me if I need you to come out at this point. Yeah. Um, so when we talk neurological, sorry to throw you off a little bit, mm-hmm. at, um, she has... EPM, which is what a protozoa gets in the yeah. spinal. Yeah, so they cord. ingest it. As Sally explained to you how they ingest it the other day. So like she'll be grazing around, and there'll be like feces of some sort from like a possum or geese or something, whatever vector this yeah. this protozoa is um, transmitted through, and she ingests it, and it crosses over the membrane, and then it goes into her spinal corallum, and then. It embeds itself in the spinal column. And it's, she just happens to be extremely susceptible to it. Other horses could have been, this is what the doctor said, that other horses could have been grazing in the same space and the 
their immune system was fine or the the sun and the moon and the stars were all properly aligned and yeah they didn't get it so so she had had um we suspect that rabies or potomac are the uh, shots that give her reaction she's a shock reactive horse too and so we always break out her shots into like a long drawn out stretched out um shot experience um and last year she was fine and this year she had a hard reaction to the rabies shot for some reason yeah and so like sally and i were talking um she was basically like that in itself could have caused her immune like she was suppressed her immune system enough because she was fighting it and it just could have been like a perfect storm for it so anyways um we we started our um that very day on medicine because apparently the mail is really bad still and it takes forever for things to get to wherever they need to go so yeah she was sending the um blood tests up to cornell right i think so and um it took about 13 days to get the results, which yeah. is a long time in the horsey world for me <laughs> as a mom. So we had started on Toltrazerol, um, which is a liquid, and started her with that. And then about two weeks in, she was not getting any better. Um, and I text, and we decided to add, if she wasn't getting any better and she wasn't responding quickly... Um, we decided to add Marquis, which is anybody in the horse world that has to give their horses Marquis realizes it's a very, very expensive drug. So she's but on the, two drugs. The What was it, triazerol? They're, they're all EPM medicine? They are. And then you were giving her um, banamine. banamine for, yeah. uh, what is that, muscle relaxant? Yeah, it's just to kind of do it. So I'm going to mess up the names of this. Um so she has the Neroa, and she has the Hugacy. Yeah, right? those were the, uh, the from the from the test results from Cornell. Yeah, and apparently, <clears throat> so she, the Huga, she has two two. Yeah, in other two words, strands. she has two strands of EPM, two yeah. different protozoa in her. Yeah, and basically, interestingly enough, this the Hugacy or whatever. The, Please forgive me, all the vets out there that are listening to me butcher this because I do not know how to say that word. Um, basically, it's very uncommon on the East Coast. It's actually um, a strand that they find on the West Coast, not here. So she's a weird anomaly again. And she wasn't responding well, so we ended up hitting her with the marquee. Um, she was doing fairly terrible. Yeah, just for a couple days, same results. Actually, in some cases looking worse yeah um we turned her out and i for a couple hours and then i just turned to kevin and i said i feel like there's something else going on too because like she's actually worse when she goes out maybe it's because she's stressing herself out walking around and she's exhausting herself i don't know what it is but she's really bad so i'm not going to turn her out we'll hand walk her and then basically um we went out we never go out, but we went out on Thursday night and we came home on in the evening around 11 oh, yeah, and the, she uh... was like frozen in her stall. She couldn't move. Yeah. It was really, really bad. And I cried a lot. <laughs> and yeah, I, this has been kind of a despairing week yeah, or so. Yeah, I cried a ton. And I thought that she was 
probably going to need to be put to sleep because most horses I know once they get frozen in space, they can't move. Their legs aren't working. It's, you know, pretty much bye-bye. So I gave her some more banamine because I was like, oh, who screw it. She's either going to die of VPM or kidney failure from banamine. Who cares at this point? I want to make her at least somewhat comfortable in one way. So anyways, went to bed, assuming in the morning I was going to have to call Dr. Hyman and tell her to come and put her to sleep. And I got up in the morning, and she turned around and came to greet me at the door. Yeah. So... Maybe the uh, medicine started to kick in. Yeah, and so I need to get more banamine. I called, asked if I could have more banamine at the office. Um, They must have called Dr. Hyman and asked her, like, something. And she was like, why don't you tell Kelly I'm going to come see her at 11 o'clock on Saturday? Because she's not doing well. And I was like, okay. Interestingly enough, we gave her banamine in the morning just to keep it, like, consistent. I know probably shouldn't have done it because the vet was coming. But I also didn't want her to be in distress. Yeah, she was... She was kind of, kind of, or not kind of, she was back really not knowing where her legs were on Saturday morning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the banamine kicked in. Yeah. And she's dragging you around. Yeah. While you're hand walking her. Yeah. She she got. And grooming her. Interestingly enough, um, a couple of the things that are pretty signature EPM, and Kevin picked up on them really quickly, is that she's super sensitive in her hind end. So when she, he went to brush her. She was like super sore on her hind butt. Yeah. So that was interesting. And then he tried to pick out her feet. Oh, she's just completely off balance. Yeah. I was able to get the front hooves, but the back hooves, she wouldn't give. Yeah. She, she started to give me one, and she just uh, gave the sense that she could have fallen over. So we stopped doing that. Um, Dr. Hyman came out, and she did a neurological on her again. Interesting enough, um, she was like a one, maybe a two. Yeah, on, on a scale, of scale one to five, time. it wasn't wasn't as bad as we thought. But at least she was that day. super lame on her front yeah. feet, and specifically her right front. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Well, that's different because she wasn't super lame on any specific foot last right. time." And so she's like, and she felt her, and she's like, "She actually has a pulse in her front feet now." What does that mean? <sighs> her feet are heating up. There's some sort of, they're bothering her. There's more blood flow going to them. And so Sally was like, let's x-ray her. Um, it's subtle. Her feet weren't hot though. That's like the interesting thing. There's a pulse, but there was no heat. Um, and so we took in the x-rays of her front feet, which, oh my word, how awesome is modern technology. When I was younger, they would have to take these x-ray plates and you would have to hold them. They would do it. They'd go back to the office to like develop them. And then they'd have to come back if the, the picture wasn't right. Yeah. Now it's wireless x-ray machine to a computer. Like it just and, uh, keeps getting better. X-ray, uh, x-ray machine, she simply puts her hoof yeah. on a plate yep. and it x-rays up through. Yeah. It was just perfect. And it's a... Very clear picture. Yeah, and I feel like every time I see x-ray equipment, it's just gotten much, much better. It's just awesome. So in the modern world of medicine, this is like a phenomenal thing for horse people. So, And it's cheaper because they don't have to charge you 9,000 plates. So anyways, um, it looked like she was having some um, dipping of the navicular bone. Which is what? In the foot. There's a bone, there's a coffin joint, and then there's a navicular bone. Yeah. And the navicular bone, when a, when people talk about their horses foundering, um, their heat, their feet start to heat up, 
or something of inflammation, something's bothering them, and they can actually rotate their 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 bone to sink. They'll call them sinkers, yeah. and the bone will go through the foot. So this is essentially a second problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first was the EPM, the yeah. neurological stuff. Yep. And you thought the first time we called Sally out that she might be foundering, which I is... Did. So what is foundering? It has something to do with the sugars? Yeah, so it can, tons of different things. So she's... For people that don't know, Reese has a... Should we qualify as metabolic? So she's a little bit of a chunka. <laughs> she's a she full-figured girl. Um, and I like my horses round, so anybody that knows me knows I do not like a skinny horse. Um, I, I, I don't think... I'm a show hunter person for the most part, um, so I don't like super thoroughbred-y lean horses. I like them to be a little... Got a little padding on them. Yeah. Anyways, but she has a little bit too much of a crest on her neck. Yeah. There's like extra crustiness and she eats like she was getting turned out and eating grass, but she eats like literally a balancer pellet handful just to mix with her supplements. Yeah. She's, she just gets so much from out in the field. And yeah. She lives, hay. she's fat on air. So that's not good. Yeah. And so I actually had just started her on insulin wise, which is a supplement to help a horse with that's a little bit metabolic and has like insulin re- resistance of some sort. But I was wondering if she wasn't starting to founder because of the grass and her fatness. I mean, it's never been a problem with yeah. her previously, but there was something that was just telling me something was wrong. Yeah. So um, Sally, after we looked at her feet and decided that the right one had dipped, the bone had dipped a little bit, and it's not terrible, but we want to try to stop it before it becomes terrible. But we're also in a situation that we're not sure why she's really founding. I mean, so how does that work? I, I don't want to. Ex- overextended but um so she gets the sugars sugars and the the hoof warms up yeah so how does it work that the bone then dips it starts to rotate because of what the inflammation in the feet. oh okay that's what i wasn't getting so there's inflammation I see. and of, of course like i'm not a vet so like i'm just going based off of what you know i've yeah. learned over the years yeah but um tra- horses are it's amazing that they've survived all these years, but they are pretty fragile creatures. So at the end of the day, like if they get a lot of trauma to their feet, they're done. They're done. Yeah. There's an old horse saying that says no hoof, no horse. Yeah. And there's truth to that. Yeah. If you don't have good feet on a horse, you don't have a horse to ride. Yeah. Um, so essentially. So now you're treat. So what, uh, we put so- her on percent, which is pergolide. Um, because at this point we're set, we're throwing the kitchen sink at her as, and the percent is specifically for the foundering. Yeah. And so then the marquee is for the EPM, EPM. and the tortazerol yeah, is for the EPM. EPM. And then, um, she's getting, we're trying to cut her banamine back a little bit and then we're soaking her hay. Um, which that's, I learned that, that drains, it helps drain off some of the sugars, sugar, some of the sugars. Yeah. So she's not getting as ingesting as much sugar. Yeah. So. Anyways, we have a couple challenges there. Yeah. Um, we're trying the percent to see if maybe it's not metabolic. Maybe it's a um, cushiony sort of issue, Cushing's disease. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to have to try to figure out a dry lot for her. Yeah, which we're working. Yeah. Something, something that doesn't have a lot of grass that she can eat. Yeah, she looked bright this morning. Yeah, she did. Um, 
So I don't know. Hopefully she's turning a corner because she's breaking my bank account. <laughs> um, <coughs> so that's uh, Risa. Hopefully we're starting to get her on an upswing. Yeah, James is good. Yeah, the boys are fine. Boys have been good. Um, we've actually gotten to ride them a bit, but we've had a pretty rainy, crappy yeah. season here. So. But uh, more yeah. ho- hopefully over the summer. Puppies, not much there. Yeah, um, everybody's... Um, it's starting to warm up a little bit, so Elvis, with all his hair, is starting to pant. Yeah. Um, the boys went back in a last-minute text from Blue Ridge Veterinary Clinic saying, we look forward to seeing you this evening. And I went, oh, my yeah. gosh, I have a vet appointment. Kevin's at work. So luckily, Obi didn't need to go, but yeah, the three other dogs and... need to go for their boosters. Yeah. So got them to the vets, and then I think that's it with them. Yeah. I mean, Obi's just old. Yeah, we're, the tr- we, we're out of turmeric and got it back, and it seems to be making a difference again. So Yeah. Uh, Highly recommend turmeric for people that have dogs with arthritis. Yeah. It seems to do almost as much, if not the same, as some, his other medicine. Some of the pain medicine, gabapentin. Yeah. So peonies, that's that's exciting for us, is that we've been here now over two years, and we're starting to get some things established. So we have yeah. now have eight raised garden beds. We have all of the flower beds in front of the house and out at the front of the farm. So And we've got the, the Phlox Blue Moon came up really well this year. Yep. Looks what I mean, it's just a beautiful kind of purplish lavender. Irises have started Iris, to bloom. Irises uh, have taken off, and we've got um, chives that came up out of the. Ain't got no chives. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Came up out of the uh, garden bed, and uh, this is the f- earliest we've been able. We're past frost now, so yeah. earliest we've been able to plant since we've been here. So, so I don't I want everyone a... to think that everything is glamorous and beautiful here because it's not. Our dog yard, hashtag our actual yard yard, looks like a jungle. Oh, well, because of all the rain and we just haven't had time to clean it up. We cut the front grass, but there's like a patio area that we have this ginormous Japanese maple in. Yeah. And the patio area is kind of wild right now. Yeah, Yeah, we had to clean that up. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's first world problems oh it is it's just you know i don't want it's just kevin and i just so everyone knows here we don't have any additional help we are potentially considering trying to find somebody to help weed eat yeah around the property a long way um but we try to do everything ourselves because we're poor but this is also the first time since we've been here that we've been able to get in front of the fields a little bit yeah. Fields always get over. All right, let's just move over to that product. So <laughs> okay, let's yeah, do yeah, our yeah. Debbie Downer product <laughs> review. This is gonna be two thumbs down. So we uh, we have the T Rex, which is yeah. our uh, utility vehicle UTV, and we needed a uh, flail, a flail uh, kind of a rugged lawnmower to and back up the truck because we actually have talked about this on a previous episode. We didn't have enough money to buy a tractor, yeah. so and we didn't want to just go out and buy a used tractor and get the wrong tractor because Kevin and I are not particularly handy. My dad lives in North Carolina, although he is handy. I don't feel like he should have to come up and like work on a tractor every time it breaks. So we were trying to get into a situation where we could save up money and make a right choice on a new vehicle that had a warranty package. Yeah. So we did research. Uh, There was a better product we found that was made in China. Uh, But the flail that we got is Swisher which is made in the USA. They're proud of that. They have it all over the product. Uh, and when we first got it, 
it didn't start up. Mm-hmm. Uh, some some things. Uh, uh, this is not anything to uh, against USA made products, yeah. but this particular one, uh, something was broken on the the engagement yeah. for the the blade system. So. I had to call them and get and a new the part. The customer service is great. Oh yeah, we... the product blows. <laughs> and then uh, finally got it working. I I flailed two fields, and then the belt, the belt busted. The belt busted. And then we again we were under warranty. Customer service great at Swisher. They sent us two belts. But the belt system was, it was Herculean to change that. It is. It's like, you dude, have to, could you not have figured out how to make this easier if your belts constantly go? The top belt, you have to lower the unit to get to the bottom belt. And so anyhow, we got that fixed, flailed another field, and then got through the season. Uh, then starting up last year. And also, it's a 60-inch deck. So we, yeah. I want to, so we can explain what keeps going wrong here. Yeah, so it's, it's. It's got an, three. Up, an, Blades. Three blades. The the middle upper blade manages, or I'm sorry, the middle upper belt manages the middle blade. Which seems to always be okay. Yeah, and then it's the long belt that manages the two outside blades, and it keeps going. And so we started it up last year, and then it, it we were getting the middle blade cutting, and the outside blades weren't. So, so the, then we, we did some more research to make sure see if. At one point, we made it a little too tight, too much tension. The yeah. next one, because then it was just flipped right off. Yeah. Then we made it a little less tension. And we thought, and my, by the way, my father, who's handy. Oh, who he knows, was so frustrated with so it. He's so frustrated because when I say Kevin and I have worked on it, my father has actually spent a numerous amount of yeah. hours looking at videos as well and trying to um, fix it. And oh, by the way, the Swisher directions are awful. They do yeah. not tell you how to fix the. Yeah, you the, have to figure it out. So anyhow, then we got a new belt, uh, got it started up last year, and then it was the end of the season. So we yeah. cut a little bit, but didn't need to. Yesterday, we got it out, got the everything so connected promising. up. Oh, it, it was like cross our fingers, and it started right up, and everything was working great. And then Kelly went out. I was working some planting. She was out flailing the upper field, and it was great. It was and, doing good. Um, then I turned around. Yeah. And, and I realized it was only cutting in the middle. She got about half the field done. Yeah. And then it, the belt gave out. So and, it's and just I don't like, want not to, again. I don't want people to think that we live on like a 200 acre ranch here. And I yeah, just got, these are, we're talking like all of our paddocks together equal probably 13 acres. Yeah. So we're probably talking like three to five Still, acres. Yeah, sizable, there. but not, yeah, we're not doing a full like no. agricultural no. Soy or cornfield. So anyways. So that's our product uh, letdown. It is. And actually, I had mentioned something about it, and I've had three people tell me that they had them, and they they just jumped them. They were so bad. And we're not talking a cheap piece of equipment. Yeah. This is like a $3,000 piece of equipment. And I, I'm i like almost, I said to Kevin, we should just call the Better Business Bureau because I think it's a situation where they're creating a crappy product and suckering people in. I mean, the product is, the, the, the unit itself is pretty simple. It's like, you see where the engine is, you see where the gas tank is. It's the belt system that just yeah. is so problematic. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to get it fixed again today and hopefully we can, but it's, it's to, to have it for less than two years and be able to run it in the fields three times and not even do all the field, it just, it's, 
not acceptable. So yeah. So there's anyways. our product review for the episode. Yeah. So what it's actually making me do is that there's a lot of good financing deals yeah. right now on some tractors. And originally we wanted to get like a heavy duty tractor, like something that was more rugged. But I think what we've discovered is our wallets can't afford that. And so yeah. we're probably going to get the smallest one that we think we can do the things that we need to do so we can afford it yeah. and finance it. Um, right. So you went and looked at Kubota. They have yeah. pretty good financing. Um, we've been to John Deere many a time, but it's just like, we've been kind of unhappy with the service we've gotten. And then the, just the availability. Yeah. And, and then, and yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And then, Looking um, at like new Holland, Matt, Mazzy Ferguson, yeah, and then we're going to look at the Bobcats. We yeah, Bobcats. A, we have Mahindra. a friend that has one. They got like a really nice one with like AC and 80, heated gas. 84 month, 0%. Yeah, which and, and it has an amazing warranty package. And that's, at the end of the day, that's what we need. Well, but we don't want to, uh, we talked about this yesterday. We don't want a tractor that's breaking down, even though, if even if it's under warranty, because then we're out of using the tractor while we're going to get yeah. fixed. So. So we have to do a balance. I just, yeah. you know, the, the unfortunate part is I have to finance it. So, um, well, yeah, we'll finance it. We'll figure it out. But yeah. I mean, we're at a point where it's, it's hurting our ability to manage the farm well. Yeah. And I need, I need to start moving some of that bluestone that we got, yeah. put it into the running sheds and, yeah. you know, do things like that. And it, it, we just can't do it with a shovel. And we were talked about trading in the T-Rex, but we had a good example two days ago yeah. where the T-Rex came in extreme handy. <laughs> in addition to pulling the flail this yesterday, but two days ago, the zero turn because it, it rained. I buried it. Well, it, it, the, into the, fencing. the grass was a bit wet and the, the space was tight and it slipped it slipped and it got caught on the fence but we were able to use the winch on the t-rex to quickly quickly pull it out pull it out and it didn't break anything and now the t-rex has its its definite you know needs. positive yeah and like that's like you know that's the kawasaki yeah well we need to keep that because yeah when we do stuff like that and um and, and eventually and we kudos. want to clean eventually we want to clean up the the woods and make a path up to that landing too. And yeah. then we'll, that path will be what we can take the T-Rex up yeah. into. And, and, and kudos to John Deere. The zero turn has worked out terrifically. Oh, it has definitely. Uh, and I they, just don't we know. did have an issue there and they came and yeah, fixed it quickly. They did. I just don't know that like we can afford the, a full John Deere tractor. Yeah. It's like you're paying for the brand too, right? Yeah, that's the what name. we have to balance. Yeah. And so, but uh, they had, they did have a, a zero or 60 month, zero percent that, for some tractors, we had to look at all. You had that. to do a four series, oh, lift I it up, and four series is really expensive yeah. for us. So, anyways. So then back to the peonies. Yeah. So we now have five garden beds planted with. Um, but we have eight available. Yeah, we had to finish getting the soil for the other three, but we've got like corn planted. Uh, strawberries came back from last year. Peas. Uh, cucumbers, tomatoes, radishes, everything. Peppers, you just got in. So it, it's exciting. I think we're going to have a good um, good harvest this year. And if we can just keep building beds in the garden space, plus you planted potato bags again, and we've got watermelon and pumpkin. So it I mean, that's, that's the exciting thing is that we are starting to get established. And yeah. we don't have to keep building things or things that – we built the prior year or planted the prior year or come back and yeah and plus uh this is the first year that we kelly did a lot of the planting from seed 
So we're saving money, not having to go to the garden center and buy all these plants that you can pay like a essentially a couple like less than a dime a seed, and you get a full stock of corn or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, the um, the the veggies will be good, and then um, hopefully we'll get food out yeah. of them. Last year we were just it was meek, and then. Um, Eventually, hopefully, we'll be able to put up a real greenhouse so I can do some growing. I would like to eventually sell flowers of some sort, yeah. um, but I just got to pick one. So we're going to try, we watched a show on Magnolia Network called Flor- Florit. Um, yeah. That it, it, company out or um, farm out in Washington where they harvest seeds and sell the seeds from their plant, the flowers yeah. they grow. So we're going to try. Um, try to do some of it. Maintaining seeds from so one of the things I don't like about TV shows. So I'm very much a documentary girl. I do not like drama in my shows. I'm like life is too drama filled. I can't handle that. Get to the facts. Get to the facts. So I I was really, I was really into Florette until it became it became a drama. It became a drama. So I didn't I didn't haven't finished it, but hopefully we I'll get. But there there were some interesting uh, things we learned from the. The farming aspects. And I would like to, you know, eventually do some planters and sell some planters. I just have to um, figure out how to do that now. Yeah. So pick-me-ups real quickly. We went to Willowcroft yeah. uh, Winery Vineyard. I'd been there before. Out in, here in Northern Virginia and really liked it. Kelly, like Kel- Kelly's been there and that's where you had taken Sebastian and the our... Um, Basset Hound Cross with leg issues and yeah. met the little boy that had leg issues and really yeah. loved him and wanted to take him home with him. <laughs> so they, uh, so it's a great little place. Um, it has really good wine and we enjoyed ourselves there. So we got a little membership there. So now we have a membership at Piermond, Willowcroft, and uh, the Barnes in the Barnes. Hamilton. So we have those three. Just trying to support local. Yeah. Get uh, get wine, uh, wine, local uh, wine, yeah, local wine that and they help those as part people. of the membership. Um, so yeah, that and then uh, from the the wine perspective, uh, we ordered. So we have the wine vines we planted last year, which uh, one, uh, ten, ten, yeah, of the twenty, ten of them were Petite Mansang, ten of them were Petite Verdot, and at least right now, looking at the the vines it looks like 11 have taken off the we're not sure if the other so that's not great but it's at least we got it established and then we ordered um i think it's viognier and either chardonnay or merlot i I, will have to check um but we're going to plant 20 more and just keep doing it and it takes three years before you can start harvesting harvesting the grapes so hopefully next year we'll be able to do some petite man saying in verdot yeah so that's the it kind of finishes up the peonies, finishes up the the pick me ups. So we've got poultry left, and we've got putty tats. The putty tats went for their shots. Yeah, and, and then they have to go back for their um, finish up the leukemia. leukemia. And then we've got to take them for their last rabies and or their booster August. rabies in August. Yeah, so they're doing fine. Your dad and I um, replaced the doors. We uh, cut a. Oh, a, yeah, yeah. a cat door in for the door into the laundry room in the yep. barn and they're they're gonna get used to that and then they can just go out all summer yeah 
So they're, they're starting to uh, get established. And then the chickens, we had an unfortunate accident with one of the chickens in, in the barn, and she uh, hurt her leg. Ultimately, it turned out to be broken. Um, and it just, like, we looked into what we would need to do to splint it. But it and was up high. It was up high, and it was, like, uh, just it, it, when I took it, I so I <laughs> ended up taking it to the vet to put her put her down humanely. humanely. And she said the the nurse there um, said she had had five hundred chickens in her in her poultry farm, and she said that even if we had splinted it and were able to, that it just is hard to integrate them back into the flock. The other chickens tend to pick on them a little bit, so. She said this was the best thing to do, and based on where the Break the leg was. was broken, so they essentially put her to sleep, and then they give her the the next shot. So kudos to Blue Ridge for getting her in, and right away. And it was a Saturday Saturday evening, and got her in right away, and didn't make fun of me for bringing the chicken <laughs> put down, and so. So, long story short, we have four chickens now. We're down to four chickens, which and they was get along now. which was what Kelly originally suggested, yes. and I ended up with eleven. So, um, they it's it's really amazing. It's the the dynamics of a, a, a chicken of hens is is interesting to see because now the four, when they couldn't all get together before, now they're all like fine. So yeah. it's um, it's kind of peace and harmony in the yeah. chicken world now. So. But it's unfortunate that we lost her and then we lost the other two to what yeah, we think Yeah, she was my was favorite a, chicken. Two to, um, we lost two earlier to what we think was a fox. So. And then we gave three away. Yeah. So, so And those and then, ones seemed to be doing yeah. well. So. And then we lost one, like, when we first got the 11, yeah. we lost one immediately, just kind of expired. Yeah, so. So we're down to four. Which is good. Yeah. It's much more manageable. Yeah. Um. um and so. so and then hopefully over the, I'm starting, I'm starting to put out f- little feelers that um, I am actually maybe in the position that I would take in two retirees. Oh yeah. Um, but you know the problem is a lot of people. Uh, horse retirees. Yeah, a lot of people um, around here when they think of retirees, they just wanna they, they want like uh, two hundred bucks, two fifty a month for the horse to live free out in the field forever um i do not like 24 7 turnout um so i'm looking to maybe board retirees where the person wants their horses in half a day and out half a day yeah. um, we have a couple stalls we can put them yeah in. so you know we'll see we'll see yeah just trying to since we have set the business up yeah flux blue moon farm LLC a couple LLC, years ago. Hashtag yeah. sponsor of Flux Blue Moon. <laughs> Our only sponsor. Yeah, exactly. We, we don't make any money off of this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so hopefully in the future we can, you know, at least, you know, yeah. exercise that. Start but. to uh, get some uh, business uh, opportunities, including like the uh, growing the flowers and yeah. you want to start your own start small with a flower business yeah a little flower business you know sell cut flowers or you know do my own um niche yeah anyways so i think that covers uh pretty much everything right yeah i think we did so uh we'll pick it back up hopefully next month hopefully with better news yeah exactly hopefully we'll have good we want everything to be butterflies yeah and you know 
hummingbirds. And we can do an update on Yellowstone because we will watch many more episodes. <laughs> He's hoping. <laughs> <laughs> All exactly. right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Have a good day. Bye. Bye.